the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are on the air. I'm in my house in Cabot broadcasting to you. Thank God for the Internet because I can keep in touch with everything that's going on in the world at my fingertips. My uh, smartphone is humming right along. We're going to get right into talking about the weather. That is uh, the number one story that is impacting you this morning. After that, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the international story that is going to be impacting you, I'm sure, for the next several weeks, if not months and years. Of course, if you haven't heard, Russia is invading uh, Ukraine as we speak. Uh, They are raining missiles down across that country. They've they've got uh, a lot of people that are dead already in the Ukraine. People are fleeing into... um, you know, Western uh, Europe, as we speak, <clears throat> the president of the United States is dropping the ball, as I expected. I'll talk about that in a minute to back up what I just said. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I've got calls into Senator Bozeman and into Congressman Hill to hear what they have to say about uh, what we knew was inevitable and what the president has not done to help us as far as our energy supplies are going to be uh, uh, needed. And uh, we get some real problems on the horizon that in, in that area. We'll talk about it. Let me start off with something uh, for you for the highways. Looking at the uh, Arkansas Department of Transportation and their website, uh, we've got slush-covered highways everywhere. That means they're slick. Uh, they're dangerous. If you don't have to get on them, do not stay home and uh, just, uh, you know, have a day off, basically, is what it comes down to. And uh, it's going to take most of today to, to get them, you know, passable uh, without it being dangerous out there. We've got a couple of accidents up on I-40 uh, going out towards uh, Conway, between Conway and Little Rock. Be aware of those. I don't have exact locations but I do know that there's two accidents out there, and it's going to slow everything down. You just heard the traffic. A couple of areas on I-30 around uh, Little Rock that are closed. So uh, just be aware. Travel, you, you just should not try to travel today. Uh, weather today, we'll have a cold rain uh, later on today. We'll get above freezing. Uh, but that still means that uh, the roads that are frozen right now probably are not going to totally, uh, you know, clear up. Uh, I'm sure RDOT to have their, their scrapers out doing as much as they can on the major thoroughfares, on the side roads and your suburbs and things like that. They're ice-covered. They're slick. Uh, if you've got hills 
uh, in your neighborhoods or you've got to go over hills uh, where, you, where you're going to get back to uh, your your business or um, you're trying to get to, you started out to, to head to your business and decided that the roads were impassable, just know they're going to be hard to get up. They're going to be hard, and they're going to be very, very dangerous. So uh, that kind of brings you up to date on uh, the conditions out there. All the schools in the area are closed. I checked uh, before I went on just to make sure, and everybody is closed up tighter than a drum, so you don't have to let the kids sleep right now. Don't wait, you know, If you haven't woke them up yet, let them sleep. That way uh, you can keep your sanity for a few more hours before they understand that they don't have to go to school <clears throat> and run around at that time. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. I got Robert Steinbach on uh, the air. I now will always remember that Robert Steinbach announced that he is running uh, for a state house seat on the day that Russia invaded the Ukraine uh, in 2022. How are you, Robert? How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, my friend. Of course, you'll remember that day because it's the day that I um, filed for freedom against such actions. Now, of course, I filed to run for state house rep, so I won't be involved in what's going on in Ukraine. But I am fighting for a different type of freedom. Freedom for people here in Little Rock, for example, Little Rock, West Little Rock is where my district is. Uh, Freedom from the menace that is the explosion of crime that we are seeing. And yet, no response from the city. And guess what? The state can do something about that. The state can step in, and as a state legislator, I will work to make sure that this district is safer than it is. We talked about on your show, around the corner from where I live, there was a carjacking. A carjacking? What is this, Detroit or L.A. or New York, where I'm from? No. This is Little Rock, and we can't tolerate carjackings. And yet, you know what the mayor said. Mayor said to the victims, I'm praying for you. Uh, we don't need his prayers. We need police on the roads doing their job, not hampered by leftist ideology like this mayor, like leftists in the state legislature, like leftists who are prosecutors across this country. So I'm glad you remember that day. I remember it as well. All right, so my question for you, Robert, and, and we've kind of mentioned it on the show from time to time, uh, what is going on here in the state of Arkansas with, uh, you know, defending uh, uh, lawyers with prosecutors, and are they looking to bring some of the same ideas to the state of Arkansas about no bail and things of that nature uh, here to this state that we've seen break out across the United States? Well, we've certainly heard those ideas being presented, even here in Arkansas. Absolutely. Now, with that said, as you know, the legislature is 75 percent Republican, not conservative, but 75 percent Republican. So it's much more difficult to get such crackpot ideas passed. But nonetheless, some of these types of ideas percolate. You certainly hear things about defunding the police here in Arkansas, uh, as well as across the country. And, of course, I'm opposed to that. I'm, I'm in favor of defending the police. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't any police that ever do anything wrong. Of course there are. Uh, and when there are, 
uh, they need to be handled. Uh, but that's very different than this wholesale attitude against police that has led to the uh, huge increase in crime that we see. 300% increase in violent crime in Little Rock. That is unacceptable. Well, you have, uh, for instance, the city of Little Rock with uh, Mayor Scott, and uh, he put, a, put uh, the city under a health emergency, saying that uh, there is a lot of different things that needed to be done to rein in crime. He didn't talk so much on the short term. Everything that he presented was basically long term. In fact, one of our city councilmen, Lance Hines, made the statement that what the uh, what the mayor was suggesting was hug a thug uh, as far as what he wanted to do. Uh, these are things I know that are going on in Little Rock, and the mayor has most of the say on a lot of that. But the state legislature also is going to have a say. So you're saying you'll you'll stand to make sure that criminals uh, go to jail and stay in jail and don't get free uh, free bail and things of that nature. One hundred percent. And you know you raise an interesting point. You hear a lot of folks say, "Well, that's up to the city." All right, guess what? If you're a lawyer as I am, and you understand the operation of state law, all cities exist at the pleasure of the state. We brought you into the world, we can take you out. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying we uncreate the city of Little Rock, but the state controls that, not the other way around. We could put state police in the city of Little Rock by law. And they say, well, the law may not allow that. It will after I write it. Remember, Dave, that there was a claim made that an off-duty police officer in uniform, with his gun, therefore, couldn't go onto UALR campus. That was the claim. The law doesn't allow it. That's what uh, the university said. So you know what I did? I got with Bob Ballinger, and within two weeks, new law. New law says cops off-duty, in uniform, can go on campus. If we can put off-duty cops on campus... We can put cops in Little Rock, and we can also help fund more cops in Little Rock. You know, they're down 100 cops. Little Rock is missing 100 cops. Now, that's in large measure because the mayor is incompetent and nobody wants to work for him. They are fleeing to North Little Rock. They, the police, are fleeing to work for North Little Rock. Well, we've got to change that circumstance, and of course, I support changing who will be mayor as well, but we can do a lot at the state level as well. So I don't want to hear nonsensical discussions about, well, we need to have a a, a discussion with the mayor. No, I want to see action. I, I got a phone call the other day from someone who knows my primary opponent, and she said, well, he's a really nice guy, and I, said she, uh, told him that I'm going to have to run against him because he's too nice a guy. He can't get the job done. That's what this constituent told me. And she said, I want to hear what you have to say. And at the end of our conversation, she said, I hope you put a, a sign, a campaign sign, in my yard, because I will get it done. I'm not here to sit in the country club and tell people that I'm a state rep. I'm not here to collect money from big donors or big pharma. I'm here to win this race and represent the people. All right, so we got a few moments here left uh, to uh, talk about this. 
how do you see this race playing out, Robert? How are you going well, to get your message out? Well, I'm going to use all the means of social media, and I'm going to door knock, of course, get out there, try to communicate uh, with uh, constituents as best as possible, and ask them to contact me, and which they can take a look at my website, uh, um, Steinbuck for Arkansas. Let me spell it out because my name isn't the easiest to spell, and it's spelled in the German fashion, S-T-E-I-N-B-U-C-H for F-O-R, Arkansas. Dot com. Take a look at what I stand for and get in contact with me. And I want to use that interaction with constituents to help spread my message as well. So every means that is available, I will take. Of course, I'm on your show, Dave, and I encourage folks to continue to listen to you. And I'll be back on tomorrow morning. And, and I was just on Conduit for Action News. Uh, so I'm trying to get the word out as best as I can. All right. Of course, when Robert is on with my show, we'll be talking about issues uh, that affect Arkansas, not how he'll handle them as a as a state rep, but as he sees them happening at this time. Last question for you. If elected, you'll take over in 2023. You'll be in the next General Assembly. What do you think are going to be the biggest issues facing the General Assembly in 23? You'll have a new governor. Uh, hopefully it will be uh, Sarah, uh, and uh, you're going to have supermajorities in the House and in the Senate uh, with uh, Republicans. Absolutely, Sarah will be the governor. Uh, and for me, law and order one, lowering taxes two, and individual freedoms three. Uh, and individual freedoms, of course, deals, as you know, with no mandates, and we need to clean up our schools in that we need to mandate, I chose that word intentionally, I'm being a little silly here, but we need to ensure that everybody has free speech on campus. We passed free speech on campus uh, one already, and we need to pass free speech on campus two. So it's safety and security, it's lower taxes, and it's free speech and individual rights, no mandates against your body. All right. Last question. Where do people contact you? Where do pe- You just gave a website. Can they go there to donate to your campaign? Can they call you? How do they go about uh, communicating with you? Yes. As I mentioned, it's Steinbuck for Arkansas, S-T-E-I-N-B-U-C-H. Uh, and you can donate there. You can contact me there. Uh, you can call me. Uh, you can call me at uh, 501-288-9804. That's 501-ATTY for attorney 804. So whatever means you want, please reach out. All right. Thanks a lot, Robert, for being with us. Good luck on your campaign. We'll be following it as we'll be following every other campaign that's going on in the state. And we hope and wish for you to be able to join uh, the Republican uh, you know, major uh, control of the state house here in Arkansas. Thank you so much, Dave. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Robert Steinbach announcing, of course, as he did uh, a few days ago that he was going to run. He's put his money down now. He is running and uh, we'll hear more about his campaign at times. But when those when those times come, I'll tell you it's about his campaign that we're going to be talking about. I just got a uh, 
email from uh, Senator Bozeman's office. It looks like he will join us at 735 to talk about uh, the seriousness of what's going over, going on over in Europe. Uh, if you haven't heard, uh, early this morning, uh, it's still, you know, flat out dark here in, in Arkansas, but early this morning, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Missile attack, cyber attacks are underway, and ground forces, air forces, and sea forces are uh, converging on the Ukraine as I'm speaking. Uh, it's a very, very dangerous situation that's going on uh, in the Ukraine. We've had a couple, you know, squabbles and things of that nature uh, in Europe before uh, with the Russians. This is a full-scale war against the Ukraine. And um, I don't believe that the president has done enough. He talks about uh, what we're going to do as far as sanctioning uh, the Soviets. Uh, He's uh, sent materials, uh, I believe, only because uh, Americans have made it clear he wanted, we wanted military hardware sent to the Ukraine, anti-tank weaponry and things of that nature uh, to them, uh, anti-Air Force uh, weaponry, because uh, the Soviet Air Force is formidable, especially if you're a, you're a little old Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine has about, I think, uh, 1,000 tanks, and uh, the Soviets got 6,000 tanks. Uh, the, the Ukrainian uh, army, the reserve, is about uh, uh, 200,000 uh, troops con- uh, completely. Uh, you're looking at 900,000 uh, for the Soviets. And then when you look at uh, the reserves behind that, over a million in the Soviet Union and about 500,000 for the Ukrainians. Uh, I think the Ukrainians can put up a, 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 a tougher fight than a lot of people think. Uh, probably tougher than maybe what even Putin thinks. Dave, uh, let's pick this up uh, after the break. Okay. we got to get a break in. I'm looking at my clock now. I am I am late. It's 23 after 6. Hang on. we got more to talk about. As you can tell, I'm starting to get started on a roll there. We'll be back with more in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We've got about three minutes before we uh, get to the news at the bottom of the hour. That'll give you the latest uh, from the Ukraine. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Ukraine quite a bit this morning, if not uh, just consistently the rest of the uh, this hour and next hour. Uh, Senator Bozeman will join us at 735. We will talk to him about what uh, the Republicans are saying in the Senate, what uh, the Senate is saying as a whole. Uh, We'll be uh, following what the president is doing. The president has been very clear that uh, he's uh, going to unleash some more sanctions uh, uh, against the uh, the Russian government. Problem is, uh, they don't seem like they're interested in being worried by that. They've played them off uh, ever since the president has started them. So um, we're going to just have to keep our eyes open on all of this. Uh, oil has already gone to $100 a barrel. And the last time it was $100 a barrel was 2014 is when it occurred. It may go up higher than that. I would expect that it would. Uh, as oil goes up in uh, per barrel, expect your gas prices to go up as well. I know you're saying right now, Dave, 
They're already 319 in some places. It's going to be higher than that. I think we will see $4 a gallon gas here fairly soon. Not, it won't take a long time. Uh, when this, uh, now that this uh, war has been started to be prosecuted uh, by uh, uh, Russia, it's, uh, it's going to get ugly on the energy market. The president, from the first day he took office, uh, has done what he can to cripple uh, the fossil fuel industry here in the United States. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline on the first day. He has uh, made it uh, impossible to drill on uh, federal lands, and uh, that includes uh, the Continental Shelf and other places out in the Gulf and those uh, type of things. Uh, I've heard from people who said you go down to uh, the Gulf now, uh, all along Louisiana, Mississippi, into Florida, and you see those big oil rigs out there in shallow water. Well, that means that they're not working. That means they're not bringing energy to the United States. That means we're, uh, you know, we're getting oil from Russia. That won't continue for very much longer uh, while they fight over in the Ukraine. All right, let's get to the news. They'll have more for us about the Ukraine here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I was just in contact with Congressman Hill's office. Uh, They are working uh, right now. Dan Dan is uh, his uh, uh, kind of right-hand man, and we're trying to set up a a suitable time for the congressman and us to get him on the air to talk about what's going on over in Ukraine. In the last newscast, you heard that uh, uh, Putin uh, put out a statement uh, to the world, basically, and that to the world means to the United States and to uh, uh, NATO. I mean, those are the two places that he's He's watching very, very closely right now. Let me read what he says uh, to you. Here's what he says. To anyone who would consider interfering from the outside, if you do, you will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. All relevant decisions have been taken. I hope you hear me. Uh the Atlantic magazine, Jeffrey Goldberg, says, noting uh, Putin is demanding the denazification of a country led by an elected Jewish president. How's that for you? For you? Yeah, they're all Nazis over there, even though the president's a Jew. Uh, the request from Ukraine foreign minister is this. The world must act immediately. Future of Europe and the world is at stake. To-do list one Devastating sanctions on Russia now, including SWIFT. Two, fully isolate Russia by all means in all formats. Three, weapons, equipment for Ukraine. Four, financial assistance. Five, humanitarian uh, assistance. And then from the uh, from Hugh Hewitt, he says, does Ukraine get off its version of the Doolittle raid? Does the West assist in cyber counterattacks? Putin is a tyrant with nukes. I'm not going to be, it's not going to be the last time that the United States has to deal with this sort of naked challenge to international order. Say a prayer for the president and his team. And, uh, you know, I have to say that as well. You know, we politically, you know, I 
don't see eye to eye with the President of the United States. I'm sure most of you listening right now don't either. But this is the time when we get on our knees and pray, and we pray for our leaders to make decisions that are correct and direct and give uh, our world leaders, uh, you know, the uh, the foresight and the, and the and the knowledge that they need to make the right decisions uh, during this time. We'll see uh, what the president uh, is looking to do uh, as today uh, uh, un- unfurls. I understand that he's supposed to be talking uh, sometime uh, today uh, in the uh, around the 12 o'clock hour is what we're hearing. Uh, that's uh, Washington time. That would be 11 o'clock. Uh, of course, our time. So uh, we will uh, have to keep uh, an eye out on on uh, what he's doing as 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 far uh, as uh, that is uh, concerning for us. But again, uh, coming up into um, our uh, uh, next two, two hours or hour and a half. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Senator Bozeman, 735. I'm sure we'll hear from Congressman Hill uh, at some time. Uh, probably I won't be able to give you a heads up on it. He'll just suddenly appear. Uh, he'll call in and we'll get him on the on the telephone and talk to him about what's going on in Ukraine. I'm going to give you every bit of information that I have about the Ukraine. I can tell you this about the weather, which is, uh, you know, immediately impacting you here in central arkansas stay home best words that i can give you right now just stay home because the roads are uh bad uh you go over the bridges they have frozen up like a drum so they are very very icy uh 67 coming into the city is slush uh and ice patches and black ice patches and if you don't have to be out don't your kids are off from school. All the schools are closed. A lot of businesses are going to be closed. I'm sure uh, state uh, business will uh, cease for today, and uh, they will be waiting for tomorrow to get back to work. So just be aware. Be aware. Uh, this is a day for you to stay home, stay warm. I don't know, make some uh, uh, chicken noodle soup or something, and uh, sit back and uh, enjoy uh, a day off. Uh, I know that maybe for some people you get paid hourly. That means that you're going to miss uh, some hourly pay. But there's better to be missing pay uh, than miss your life, okay? So don't get on the road and drive around. You put yourself at danger, you can put other people at danger as well. And if anybody else is on the road with you, uh, all of you better be able to talk to each other really well because you get on the ice and you lose control, you're going for a ride, and you won't have any control uh, in, in getting yourself to, you know, the place that you were really driving to. You go for the ride where the car is going to go to on ice. So uh, keep, uh, keep that uh, in mind uh, here today. Be very, very, very careful uh, out on uh, the highways and byways around. Uh, weather-wise, uh, we will get over freezing later today, but it's going to be a cold rain all day long, so keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, you you, you got to know that that's coming. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be a pleasant day at all. In fact, rain is going to last uh, up until Saturday morning, it's looking like. So keep that uh, in mind 
uh, as 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 well. Uh, a lot of things going on uh, in the world. The biggest thing going on in the world right now is what's happening over in the Ukraine. If you just tuned in, uh, if you haven't turned on the news or you haven't turned on the radio yet, know that what is happening right now in the Ukraine is that the Russians have invaded. Uh, they started late last night our time with a cyber attack. So that means that they, I'm sure, were uh, attacking, uh, you know, the power grid and things of that nature uh, over in the uh, uh, Ukraine. Uh, the Soviets are... are uh, really good with propaganda uh there's malware out there uh people go and maybe click on um something to look at video or whatever and they're going to install malware on not only government computers and business computers but on people's computers so that they can uh, get in and and bring uh, their propaganda to as many people as they possibly can to uh you know, make things very, very, uh, you know, almost to the point where you, you're not going to know what to believe and what to believe as far as that uh, that, go, that goes on. All right, I'm, uh, I'm getting messages from uh, the uh, congressman's uh, uh, folks, so I'm going to take a break right now so I can answer them and let you know when Congressman Hill will join us again here. Uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. He'll have some things that he wants to say about Ukraine. I'll tell you about why you should be concerned about Ukraine. I mean, that's on the other side of the world. Why should you be concerned? Well, you should be, and we'll talk about that as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay with me. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Four reasons. Let me give you four reasons. Uh, why you should be concerned about what's going on in the Ukraine. Uh, Before I get into that, let me tell you that uh, we're hearing from Congressman Hill that he will join us after Senator Bozeman. So between 735 and 8 o'clock, expect to hear from uh, two of our elected officials about the Ukraine situation. Number one, the first thing that you can be uh, know about this invasion that is ongoing in the Ukraine right now is it's going to increase energy prices here in the United States. Understand that uh, when he first became president, uh, President uh, uh, Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Then he gave okay for uh, the pipeline over in the Soviet Union. He's now revoked that. A little late for that. They've been able to do a a lot of work on it since that time that he okayed it uh, as as well. Uh, Germany just moved to shut down uh, too as well. But uh, Biden went further. Biden went a lot further. He's making it very difficult, if not impossible, for oil companies to drill on federal land uh, or um, out in in the ocean. Uh, he's, uh, you know, stopped a lot of work up in Anwar in Alaska and said that we can't do that. They've uh, made it very difficult to, uh, for us to export, export liquefied natural gas, which our allies are going to need in Europe. We're going to have a hard time helping our allies out as far as that's concerned. 
Uh, they've been working with the uh, Federal Reserve. They're trying to get people uh, into the Federal Reserve to bring these people up in front of uh, uh, the, the committees and the, and the Senate and uh, wanting to put them on the Federal Reserve. And they have spoken about how the Federal Reserve should not work with any com- uh, any company that deals in fossil fuels of, of giving them loans so that they can cut back even further on what uh, the companies can bring to us in uh, fossil fuels. Because all of that is being cut back, what did the president do? Well, he's been asking for more money from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia says no. So where did he go? Yeah, where did he go? Well, he went to Russia. So we're getting Russian oil here to the United States. Uh, I would think that somewhere along the line, that oil is going to probably be told to us, can't get. That will put pressure on oil here in the United States. It's already at $100 a barrel now, highest it's ever been since 2014. And we'll expect gas prices to re- and heating oil prices to, uh, you know, diesel prices to react uh, accordingly. Uh, This is going to cause a violent spillover for our NATO allies. People are leaving the Ukraine right now. They're they're making haste to get out of that country as the Russians pour into that country. Uh, Wars by their nature are messy, rarely respect political borders, and that could have an enormous economic impact on the uh, U.S., including higher inflation for us. And since almost all the neighboring countries belong to NATO, a Russian spillover holds the prospect of involving conflict with the U.S. I mean, look, if they get into NATO countries, you know, Poland, they get into Poland, there's going to be fighting, and we're going to be involved in it. NATO allies are going to fight, and that worries me immensely. There's a couple other things I want to talk about, but we're going to take our final break uh, here in this half hour, and then I'll be back with you with more here on 101.1 FM, The Answer, and The Dave Ellswick Show. Okay. Did we get our final break in, Heidi, already? All right. Uh Number three, sovereignty and secure borders and self-defense. You should uh, care because of what is referred to as the three S's. Sovereignty, secure borders, and self-defense. These pertain to the Ukraine just as much as to the United States. In regard to Ukraine, the sovereignty and territorial integrity of the country should be prioritized and protected. In 2014, Russia invaded Ukraine. What did What did the Obama administration do? Very little. I mean, remember, they sent them supplies, blankets and helmets. That's what they sent them. Um, And since that year, Russia has illegally occupied the Crimean Peninsula, which accounts for approximately 7% of Ukraine's land mass. Right now, Russia is threatening to violate Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity even more so. So what does that mean for us? It means that if they go into NATO, it's going to be like they invaded us as well. 
And then Putin's invasion is going to undermine democracy. Understand what Putin is trying to do. And we've talked about this now for quite some time. Uh, He is trying to put back together the old Soviet Union that fell apart in 1986. He is trying to put that back together. Uh, Ukraine is a big part of that. If he can take it over, he gets a big piece and he wants to build this buffer uh, between uh, Russia and, um, and NATO. Well, north of the Ukraine is Poland. You know, if they go into Poland, I'm going to tell you what, push is going to come to shove as far as the Western democracies are, uh, are, are wanting it. Since 1986, for uh, most part, the United States has been the number one superpower. And for everybody out there who says, oh, my God, the United States, blah, 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 and what we do and, and how bad we are and look at our history and, and all the rest, you understand something. Hadn't been for the United States, uh, you know, Europe already would, you know, be a Nazi uh, place to be at or would be a, a totally Soviet state. Uh, we're the only ones that could stop that, and we did. Now we stand as the superpower here in the world, and we got to figure out if our president is up to the task to be able to keep the world order the way it is, or are we going to go back to the way it was when the Soviet Union was together, not just Russia, but the Soviet Union? Are we going to go back and you know, be part of that, uh, the way that was? With the Soviet Union, you know, going all over the world and sowing dissent, things of that nature. And then if that happens, if that part of the of the world order is rocked, what happens with China? What will China do? Will China try to take Taiwan? They're already making hints at that. And uh, we have had very, very, very close uh, relations with Taiwan, and uh, you know, I would expect the Pacific Fleet will be uh, over there in the China Sea, uh, making themselves known here uh, fairly shortly. So, the things that are going to happen right now, you're going to see a spike in energy prices. Now, when you see a spike in energy prices, what else do you see? You see inflation across the board. It takes uh, gas to get things to the market. Trucks can run on uh, diesel. They're going to be uh, charging more to move produce and moving uh, the, the items that you want at your stores. And that means the stores are going to have to raise the prices to pay for the additional prices it's going to cost for transportation. And uh, things are going to go up. Gas prices, they're already, you're going to see it today. I'm just telling you right now, you will see it today. Gas prices will go up. I don't know how high they will move. I don't know how quickly they will move. I just know that they're going to move up. Um, you know, you go by Sam's in North Little Rock, it's 304 yesterday when I went home uh, around uh, noon. Uh, I would expect it probably be 314, maybe even 325. By the end of the today, same thing at the gas stations all over Cabot, down in Benton, down in Bryant, and 
it's not going to stop. If it's $100 or more a barrel for oil, there is no way that businesses can keep uh, the cost of gasoline low. It's going to be sticker shock at the gas pump. Then it will start moving into everything that you do, all the things that we that we uh, depend on. It's going to move into, you know, the grocery stores. It's going to move into uh, the, the fast food restaurants and the restaurants and all the rest. They will have to charge more. This is going to be an attack on your wallet because of the inflationary uh, things that we have going on right now here in the United States. And we'll talk about this uh, between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. Uh, know that we're going to have uh, uh, Senator Bozeman on at 7.35. I'm expecting to get a notification here momentarily that Congressman Hill will be on. And uh, I'll have about 10 minutes with each one of them, 12 minutes, and I'll talk to them about what to expect short term. Uh, as far as prices are concerned, uh, our inflation been running right around seven and a half to eight percent. Expect that it may jump to 10, 11, 12 percent. That will also go into mortgages and everything with homes. This is not a good thing that's happening in Europe. It's a global market. And because it's a global market, everybody is going to be hit. They're going to be hit big time over in Europe. They get so much of their energy from the, the Soviet uh, Soviet Union, from the Russians. I can't, I've never been able just to call them Russia. They've always wanted to be the Soviet Union. So keep that in mind. That's what Putin's you know, end game is. And uh, he, like, he looks like he's sold out now. He's in. Will he be smart enough to get out? That will be the question. And when he does, what, what concessions will he be able to wring? Uh, out of NATO and the United States. The president will speak sometime around uh, 11 o'clock our time today. Uh, be listening for that and hear what he has to say. All right, we got news coming up for you, top of the hour. If you don't have to drive, don't. Schools are closed today, so don't worry about that. The roads, though, are going to be still very, very treacherous for most of the day today probably overnight as well. Things are going to freeze up again, and uh, we'll have to wait till sometime tomorrow for roads to dry out and us to get back to some semblance of, uh, of normal. Gas pumps, gas prices going up today. Just warning you, if you can get your gas now, go ahead and get it. Save a few, uh, few shekels that way. All right, I'll be back after the news. minutes after seven here in uh, Little Rock. We're kind of frozen up like a drum right now. As you just heard on I-30 there, the Sykes uh, exit has been closed down. So, uh, again, if you're moving about, uh, you know, I'm 
feeling sorry for you because you're going to find uh, going is going to be tough. Uh, know that uh, there's wrecks along I-40 uh, coming into the city, going out of the city, uh, between Conway, between uh, Little Rock, and uh, it, everything's slow go. Everything is very treacherous out, out uh, on the roads right now. Be very, very careful. Only be out on the roads if you absolutely have to. Uh, other than that, stay home. Stay home. Stay out of the way of the uh, uh, what plows that we do have that are out on the roads can go out and get their job done. Hopefully, uh, with the temperature getting above freezing uh, today and the rain starting to peter out and be done, uh, maybe we can get the roads, uh, you know, cleared off some and dry so that uh, tomorrow we can get back to a little bit of more normalcy. I hope to be back in the studio, but I won't know that for. Uh, a little bit of time yet. Uh, we'll make that call in the afternoon, and I'll I'll be on the air no matter what. Uh, I mean, the, the way that we got technology now sounds like I'm in the studio right now. Uh, except that if you're watching on uh, Facebook, I'm not sitting there. I'm not in the studio. I am at my house right now, sitting at my dining room table, is where I'm at broadcasting to you here on 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. Heidi is there at the station. She is our uh, our, our, our real warrior. Uh, she stays at the station right now uh, so that uh, she can keep the, the radio station on the air and uh, keep you informed. And you, you want to be informed about what's going on weather-wise and uh, as far as uh, uh, local news-wise and uh, traffic-wise. And we'll give you that information all day long today. So keep it right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. The other thing that we're zeroing in on is what is going on over in the Ukraine. Uh, I'm sure that the show that comes on after me today will talk about what's, how this is affecting the markets. Uh, the markets are, are taking a big dump right now. Last time I looked, uh, Dow Jones average was down almost 900 points. It may go a lot further than that. And uh, what does that mean to you? Well, if you got a 401k, means it's going to be affected. Uh, all this this war, if you didn't know, it, the war is underway in Ukraine. That's you know that's going to all affect everything. Well, we're all tied together in this world now. You know, Disney was right when he said it's a small world after all. And I know I don't want to start humming that song because then it will be stuck in your head all day. But the bottom line is uh, what happens over in Europe will have a direct ripple effect on what's going on here uh, price-wise and, uh, you know, your savings-wise here in the United States. Let's just talk about price-wise. Uh, gas prices, diesel prices are going up. I'm sure they've already gone up. Because uh, oil has already shot through the roof, uh, it is over one hundred dollars a barrel. Hasn't been that since uh, at one time in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Probably was uh, during the Crimea invasion uh, by Russia, and uh, then things kind of settled down. Uh, right now, we're talking the whole Ukraine. That's a large chunk out there. Crimea was only seven percent of uh, the Ukraine. Now they're looking at the other 93% of Ukraine. Uh, they have rained missiles down on the capital of Ukraine. Uh, this is the shock part of uh, an initial attack. 
where not only do you uh, use missile attacks and airstrikes to unnerve the general populace and the military, too, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you make everybody start getting in their cars and heading to the borders. It clogs all the highways. Uh, that will make it difficult for the military at times to move around uh, to counter where they're seeing the offensives coming in on the ground uh, from Russia into the Ukraine. All of that has an effect, and uh, it's going to have an effect on oil prices. It, they're going to keep on jumping. They're going to keep on jumping. I don't know where we'll end up today at the end of trading uh, for barrel of oil, but it's going up. Saudi Arabia is not sending any more oil. I don't know if when we sanction, when the president talks this afternoon, if he'll cut off uh, uh, the Soviet, uh, the, the Russians to be able to send oil to the United States. He may cut that off if he does. I don't know what percentage now uh, they have of uh, supplying oil to us. Uh, but uh, our oil industry uh, has taken a big hit under this president. It started on the very first day. Everybody wants to be solar. Everybody wants to be wind power. Everybody's worried about green. Well, let me tell you about green. Green you can work on while you, you're you using, uh, you know, uh, petroleum-based products, while you're using that, that dirty oil that you think that is out there. Uh, you who are, are tree-hugging, uh, I want to be a Green New Deal person, uh, you're in for a shock shortly about what prices are going to do and uh, and other things are going to happen if we don't have the oil that we need to run this economy. Uh, when it starts costing more to get produce and everything else to the stores, you'll pay for it. You will pay for it. It will come out of your wallet. Not to mention all the taxes that are going out already. Now you're going to have a second front on your wallet and on your savings. Uh, your 401k is going to be falling over the next few days as the stock market absorbs the shock to see where the bottom is uh, with this uh, attack by Russia. Russia is trying to reinstate the old uh, Soviet Union again. Uh, after they do here, is it Belarus that they go to, to the north? Who knows? And uh, if they want to move NATO back, as they say they do, then they've got to get, go against some of the Warsaw Pact nations. That would be Poland, Romania, places like that. And if they attack there, they're attacking our allies directly. That means our troops that are in Europe at this time will have to engage. Just, just know that this is not a good time in the world. It is not a good time in the war in the world. Uh, Putin Putin is rolling the dice right now. The, you know when you start uh, a war, and you go to war, and you say we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and do that, and do this, then it's the fog of war. All those things that you thought about, and uh, then the things that you thought about that you didn't think that they would do, suddenly they do, and then all of a sudden you've got a real mess on your hands from both sides, from the Russia side and from the rest of the world side. And then what, what does China do? Do they uh, sit back and, 
And, uh, you know, right now they're saying, uh, you know, it's not an invasion by Russia and, and all the rest. Do they, with their uh, wants of world domination, do they move out beyond their own borders? Do they try to take Taiwan? Do suddenly, does a, suddenly the United States have to face that too? There's a lot of questions that are out there that are going to have to be answered over the next uh, few hours, few days, weeks, and months, and maybe even years. Because Putin is trying to take us back to uh, pre-1986 and the way the world order was at that time. So uh, hang on. It's a roller coaster, and the, and the, the ride could get bumpy. All right, let's uh, look at what we got coming up in the second half hour of the show today. Uh, we will be joined by Senator Bozeman and a lot of the things that I just talked about. I'm sure he is uh, being uh, talked to and told by uh, different people what to expect uh, as much as they know from, uh, you know, Putin and the Russians. And we'll see what he can share with us. And then uh, immediately after we move away from uh, uh, the senator will take a break and we'll come back and Congressman Hill will join us and we'll hear what he has to say as well. Keep it right here on 1011 FM, The Answer. We're uh, going to zero in now on what's going on in the Ukraine because it will affect you. All right, uh, 719 in the morning. Again, if you don't have to be out, do not go out today. The roads are treacherous, very much so. In fact, maybe more so today than they were uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, A lot of slush has already frozen overnight, Uh, hasn't been cleaned off the highway. So, uh, you know, travel is dicey uh, at best. Schools are closed. Uh, just know getting around might improve a little bit later on today as we start getting over uh, freezing. Uh, a better uh, change uh, to the roads tomorrow uh, when we get up to about 47 degrees and we'll have a considerable uh, time for uh, you to, uh, you know, get out because the roads will be un- unthawing at, at that point and the plows will be getting the the roads clear the rain will have stopped and the roads will be able to get dry again so keep that in mind uh, as you're moving around if you just joined us today uh, the big story of course is what is happening in europe uh, what has happened in the ukraine Uh, we hope to talk to senator bozeman at the bottom of the hour although we're hearing that he is being called in or called to the phone on uh, on multiple occasions to talk to people about what is happening over there. So it just might be that he won't be able to join us uh, today. Uh, we will work on hopefully having him on. I'm being told that the Congressman Hill will join us uh, and we'll have about 10 minutes with him. Yeah, you can probably imagine right now that uh, they're getting a lot of uh, briefings and updates uh, as uh, as we speak, they're they're getting uh, real time information because there's going to be a lot of different things they're going to have to do uh, here over the next uh, days and weeks. This is not going to be over in a few hours, folks. Uh, now that this is underway, this is going to be an ongoing story uh, for several days, and we'll be talking about it tomorrow morning as well here on the show. I'll uh, reach in and and talk to. 
uh, a lot of people that I know and see if I can't get them set up to be on the show. It'll be, uh, you know, whether they can do it or not will be will come uh, with them, you know, whether they can or cannot do it, depending on uh, their responsibilities. But I'll have information for you as we go along uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll use all of the sources at my disposal. See that Bill Gertz is being uh, talked to by people again, uh, dealing uh, with what's going on over in uh, the Ukraine. You'll remember Bill in my uh, on my show uh, for a long, who was with me for a long time, uh, talking when he walked. He was working with the Washington Times. Uh, he would be on uh, almost monthly. We would talk about what was going on in in China, because uh, that's that's a big big deal uh, that's going on uh, right now over there. And uh, Bill will have uh, some information for us about China and what and what they're what they're doing. And uh, he keeps a very close eye on them. So we'll want to see what he has to say. Mitt Romney has been proven right. Remember what he said uh, when he ran against Obama and he said that Russia was a real threat to world order and everybody laughed at him. Not laughing today, are they? Yeah, he he was right. Uh, you know, the 80s called and we didn't answer. Remember that? Well, the 80s have called today. And uh, you you got to know that uh, it's not a good time uh, here. Bill Gertz saying, quote, I traveled to Ukraine several times as a Washington Times reporter, including when it was a Soviet vassal state. I came away with one overriding impression. The Ukrainians have one enemy. The Russians. Putin is miscalculating if he thinks his evasion is going to succeed without massive bloodshed. Ukrainians will fight. So um, I'm just telling you, it's going to get messy over there. It's going to get ugly over there. War is always ugly. Can we all agree with that? It's not this glorious thing that everybody thinks that, you know, you know, the propaganda tells you any of you who have been in war. I've been around wars and in wars and you who are veterans who have had to do it and 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 fight, you know, as well as I do, uh, you know, you depend on the guy in the foxhole next to you or in with you in the foxhole you're at. And it is not, you know, in, in the in the midst of it is not, quote, a glorious thing. It is one of the most hellish things that you can ever get involved in and that you don't want to be there. So I I always get a kick out of the people who attack the military and call us warmongers and stuff. No, 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 no. I I can say this about American troops. We don't fight unless our government says we have to fight. We don't want to fight unless the government tells us to go fight. Uh, We don't want to do it any more than you want to see it. Just know that. And uh, Ukrainians now are fighting because they are fighting for their country. And, uh, you know, I'm praying for the Ukrainians. I'm praying for their president. I'm praying for our president. Uh, I'm, I'm praying that cooler heads will prevail. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen that way. And uh, I just want the people that are in charge to have clarity of vision and have clarity of thought and to do the right thing. And uh, you who are believers, uh, today you should spend time on your knees, you know, praying. 
You really should. You need to pray. Because there's a war being fought here on our, our world right now, on the ground, as we speak, on the terrain of uh, Ukraine. But as Paul has told us in the past uh, in the New Testament, uh, there's another war going on. And it goes, it's a spiritual warfare. And uh, just know the father of lies is behind all of this. And we got to pray that people can can uh, tell the truth, find out, find the truth when they're making their decisions. You got to get, got to get that uh, that that part of it uh, uh, done, and be able to do that. So uh, you know that's what's going to be coming down. To the president going to be giving his State of the uh, Union address next week on Tuesday. Uh, this will take up a good portion of it, I'm sure, because this is going to have a direct impa- impact on you. I mean, his his numbers have tanked. I mean, tanked uh, his first year in office and how he reacts to this. You have to go a long way on uh, whether Americans uh, uh, buy into this or or not. So keep uh Keep that in in mind as well. It's going to be something that you got to. Th- it's just it's just really amazing. Things are really coming to a head. There's a lot of things that have been uh, happening now. They're all starting to converge, and uh, you know, with inflation, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, momentum of the market. Showing more and more inflation, it's going, to, it's going to be a lot of pressure uh, to drive prices up uh, because oil prices are going to go up, and uh, that's not going to be a good thing. I'm just telling you, it will not be a good thing. It will be a very bad thing. Now, let me give you some else to, to watch for coming into next week. There's truckers here in the United States this time. Freedom Convoy going to converge on Washington, D.C. to make their thoughts known about all of this, uh, about what's going on in our country and things of that nature. So um, if you didn't know, they're putting the fence up again. Uh, We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, The the story had just started breaking at that time. In fact, uh, we surprised our congressman because we had the information they hadn't heard about it. Uh, The fence is going up around the the Capitol again in Washington, D.C. They're afraid of Americans. You don't have to be afraid of the truckers if you're a Democrat. You don't have to be afraid. Don't use this as a methodology to try to, you know, say that America is trying to overthrow our government because that's not what's happening. You all who have kept these mask mandates going, keeping the vaccination mandates going, who have taken away people's jobs, uh, have fired people, have put people in, uh, in, in terrible situations, you're the ones that continue to destroy freedom in our nation. You're the ones that are fighting against our Constitution. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, Republicans are already uh, showing propensity when those truckers get to Washington, D.C., that they're going to go out and meet them and say welcome. That's not what the Democrats are saying. They're uh, they're alluding to that they're coming and they're going to try to take everything over. 
That's kind of what they're they're saying. All right, we got news coming up. I think Bill O'Reilly is going to be with us here in just a moment, so we'll we'll join with him and find out what's going on uh, from his angle. I'm sure he'll have something to say as well. Stay tuned, uh, Congressman, and maybe the Senator as well. Coming up when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, and uh, we're lucky enough that we were able to get a hold of Congressman French Hill. Uh, he's here in Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken, right now. But what's happening in Ukraine is affecting here us here in Arkansas and all over the world. Europe is being affected uh, negatively. Uh, I just, I just checking in on what's happening at, at the markets. Uh, Dow futures are down nearly 800 points. Uh, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ futures have lost nearly 3% now. Uh, oil is uh, going up and down crazily and uh, $100 a barrel, which we haven't seen since 2014, uh, seems to be inevitable. That means your gas prices are going to going to jump up. I'm 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 telling people, uh, Congressman, expect to see your gas prices jump today. Would you agree with that? They're going to go up, uh, there's no doubt. The, the war in, in Europe, which you and I have been talking about and fearing, has come. And this is due to, in my view, uh, over a decade of Russia never paying a price for any of its other violations of the U.N. Charter, other countries' sovereignty. They've just never paid a price. Putin has never paid a diplomatic or economic price. And so war comes to Europe today, and with it comes more inflation uh, for Europe yes. and the United States through higher uh, prices and disrupted supply chains. So it's a, it's a sad day for Europe, and it's uh, an end uh, to any post-Berlin uh, Wall good feelings in Europe. Uh, we've had that now for nearly three decades, despite the war on terrorism. We saw Europe prosper wonderfully prosper in the years since uh, uh, the Berlin Wall fell and Secretary Baker and Gorbachev and President Bush 41 were able to see Germany unified. That was the peak uh, and it's produced millions of people enjoying prosperity and peace in Europe. That all ends today. Well, let, let's talk just a little bit because this is this is a dire, dire situation. I I hope people who are listening this, to us today understand really how serious this is. I mean, it's serious stuff. Does Putin stop with Ukraine? Does Putin then move into you know Belarus and other countries? Uh, he wants to push back NATO. Does he? Does he make a a miscalculation and and go into Poland. I mean, there's there's a lot of questions that are sitting out there that, if answered wrong by either side, can really lead to a bad bad time in the world. Well, I, I assess this as Putin wanting to reassemble a Russian uh, monarchical kingdom empire, not the former Soviet Union, and so. Uh, through a stooge, uh, Putin controls the country of Belarus, a former Soviet republic, but it is a Soviet uh, hangover. It's a poorly run, uh, thug-run country without 
democracy uh, under the thumb of Putin today. So if he takes Ukraine and he has Belarus and he has Russia, that old Russian uh, oriented 18th century kingdom that stretches from the Black Sea to Moscow is is pretty much intact. I think that's his drive. But I think he threatens the Baltics, which were not uh, part of that Russian kingdom. Uh, But he views that as something that he wants. And so I think it was proper for Biden to send uh, troops there, just as it was proper for President Trump to send uh, troops from Germany to Poland up on the border of the Baltics. Right. So uh, we got to watch that. Again, as I was talking earlier, you know, when you get into a war situation like what we're in right now, the fog of war and the unknown things that we're not even considering yet. I mean, uh, you know, a former uh, defense uh, minister or defense uh, person told us that you got to know you don't know everything that's going on. And those unknown things can come back to bite you in the ass big time. Uh, there's no telling what might happen with all of this. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, when we don't have Putin paying a price all, all these years, it's really called into question, are there leaders that will stand up? And during the Obama years and the Biden years, people were standing up for climate change and uh, issues like that and did not. They took their eye off the ball on the militarization of China in North Asia and took their eye off the ball in in Europe, in my opinion, and the threats of Putin. You had uh, Hillary Clinton's famous reset, we're going to be friends again. Mm -hmm. And I know the Democrats accused President Trump of, like, being a co-conspirator with uh, Putin. And I agree, President Trump's rhetoric around Putin at the Helsinki meeting they had was awkward and, and not Uh, the best. But it was uh, Trump uh, that got NATO reinvigorated and got more countries to make their GDP contributions for defense and moved uh, power uh, and troops to Poland against uh, Putin's Baltic aims. And it was Donald Trump who armed the Ukrainians after Biden, I mean, uh, yeah, Biden and Obama just sending them blankets and MREs. So, uh, it wasn't enough, and so this didn't happen during the Trump years because Trump was, I think, much more engaged in American leadership on this kind of thing. You saw it with Syria. You saw it in defeating ISIS. Uh, you saw it in the Iran deal. And uh, so we're in a bad spot right now. Yeah, let me let me just say uh, it was back in uh, the last uh run for Obama when he was running against uh, the Republican challenger Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney said in a, a debate that they had, the 80s have called and we didn't answer. Yeah, this is my point. I mean, Mitt Romney was was right and, and Trump is right about uh, China, meaning that we are confronted with 19th century great power competition, and we have to use American leadership, not American troops on the ground per se, but American leadership to reorient NATO, reorient our policies towards these new threats to global security and order. And I don't know if anyone doubts that. I hope they don't after looking at the television news this morning. Yeah, I I agree. Okay, so let's talk about 
our president. I I instructed all my listeners that uh, if they're if they're followers of Christ, they should be praying for the president now to have the clarity of thought that he's going to need over the next days, hours, weeks uh, that this this drags on because it's going to be this is this turns what I'm sure the president was going to speak about about the State of the Union puts it on its head. This is what he's going to have to talk about. Now, is he going to cut off the oil that we've been taking from Russia now to try to hurt them in the pocketbook? Is Do you think that he'll turn around and try to sign uh, presidential powers that allow the uh, fossil fuel industry to get back to doing what they do best, and that's produce energy for this country? Well, that's what he should do. We should have. He should have never greenlighted Nord Stream 2 pipeline at the request of the former chancellor in Germany, Angela Merkel. This is one of the final tips that Putin realized that no one was going to do anything about Ukraine. Is when the he when when Biden did that. Trump had specifically avoided doing that at the request of Germany, and Germany's wrong about that. Uh, that policy position. All this is uh, can be geared towards energy, because as you know, Dave, uh, energy is the principal source of military power in Russia and their principal source of foreign currency that they earn. They have a few other exports, but they're de- completely dependent on exporting Russian natural gas and energy. We need to see that curtailed, and we need to step up and produce it here. It's cleaner here. It's easier to produce here. It's cheaper here. It's better here. Let's produce it. Go back to energy independence. That helps our consumers have lower prices, and it helps our friends in Europe have an alternative. Um, So hopefully the Gulf states will join us in rejecting what Putin's saying, and perhaps Gulf uh, producers can also aid in this situation, because it is going to be a shock to uh, Europe. All right. I, I just before we went on, I was talking that uh, the S and P five hundred and uh, Wall Street down three percent right now. Uh, oil is a hundred dollars a barrel. Uh, that's going to shoot up uh, our gas and diesel prices. This is going to fan inflation even hotter here in the United States. What should uh, what should our average Arkansan be expecting over the next few weeks? Well, I think we're going to see those higher prices, but I think this could uh, also produce a uh, uh, has the potential of producing a recession, and then we do get uh, the Dave Ellswick French Hill worst case scenario that we've mm. talked about now yes. for a year, which is stagflation, a la the 1970s. Frankly, for some of the same key reasons, you know, and it, and you're not to blame it on on COVID 19 is ridiculous. You know, this yeah. is classic federal. Uh, Miss policy on spending, too much spending, $6 trillion in two years, uh, classic Federal Reserve mistake. And those were exactly what we experienced in the late 60s and early 70s that produced the inflation. And when you added the oil embargo and the Israeli uh, war, uh, you just got a terrific inflation spike. And I'm afraid that's uh, a possible outcome for us over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, I think people are going to this this is going to be a big time uh, shot to their wallets. Can I ask you to hold just for a second? We'll come back. I, I want to talk to you about now. We got to talk about 
is uh, China sitting here watching what's going on in Ukraine and how the world is reacting. That will go a long way to precipitate what they do next. So let's talk about that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got our, our special guest, Congressman French Hill, with us. We'll talk further with him, but we've got to get a break in. Let's do that now here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, just to give you a little bit of a future Ellswick show, next Wednesday, when the congressman will be back on with us, uh, he and Congressman Westerman, their normal times, will be with us, as will Senator Bozeman at 635, and we're trying to get things set up for Senator Cotton to join us, and they'll be talking about the President's State of the Union address, which will happen Tuesday night uh, for us, uh, and uh, be interesting to see what the what the speechwriters are doing right now in the White House with the, the attack of Russia on the Ukraine now. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the worldview here, uh, Congressman. We can talk about NATO in a second, but don't you think that China is sitting and watching to see what the world does with uh, Putin and Ukraine, what the United States does about Putin and Ukraine, and what they will do? Uh, are they going to get outside their borders and... You know, will they go after, uh, you know, Taiwan? Do you think that might be a possibility? It's a frightening thing to contemplate uh, because it just seems surreal. But I can assure you that she, who shares all of Putin's bad authoritarian uh, global domination instincts, is certainly watching. And he watched, uh, essentially, that, again, China paid no price for abrogating the treaty with Hong Kong, with the United Kingdom. Not really. I mean, name name some costs they've had. Or hosting the Olympics in the midst of their uh, uh, reprogramming camps uh, of the Uyghurs. So hmm. these authoritarians are not being punished, and so they're feeling very uh, brazen in their attempts. So I don't think it's out of the question. And they do have the military capability in that very close regional situation, believe it or not. I mean, they do have that military strength to do that, take Taiwan. You know, they, I don't believe China yet has the force projection to do that somewhere else. But in Taiwan, yeah, I think they do. And they are watching this, and they're watching the world reaction to it. And that's why the world has to be absolutely unified. Just last week, Tony Blinken, the uh, current Secretary of State, had a joint communique with the uh, president or the foreign minister in South Korea and Japan. I think they met maybe in Hawaii last week. And for the first time ever, uh, the Koreans and the Japanese mentioned concern in a public communique with the U.S. about Taiwan. Yep. So now we have... Uh, a global concern, and you can't imagine, you know, uh, the ramifications if if um, China took Taiwan on the supply chain. Let me tell you, you know, Taiwan's one of the largest uh, boat builders in the world, ship builders in the world. Taiwan's one of the largest builders of semiconductors in the world. This would be um, a major disruption. Well, let me just ask this question. I don't know if you have, you know, any answer to it, but uh, it's a question I need to ask. And, and that being, does our military, uh, you know, redirect the Pacific Fleet uh, to to move into uh, the Sea of China to let them know that, hey, we think you're thinking about this and uh, we're watching you? 
Well, certainly the uh, the Japanese and the U.S. and Great Britain and Australia and other uh, major players in that region have routinely conducted operations in the South China Sea to demonstrate open seas, and we have certainly demonstrated Taiwan Strait operations. So the answer is uh, that's a real uh, likelihood, uh, given what's happening right now. All right. Keep it. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch with you, Congressman. I thank you for giving thank me you, the Dave. time today because this is a terrible time for the world. It really, really and, is. And I, and I agree with you. Our world needs prayer. The president uh, needs our prayers. People in Ukraine need our prayers. And Americans have to wake up and, and reject this sort of tyranny. And it's not connected with sending American troops. We have uh, to back Europe. Uh, and it has ramifications for right here at home, and anyone who says it doesn't is, is naive. I, I appreciate agree. you so much. Take care. Thank you very much. Okay, Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Um, I've got a, a few more minutes with you, and, you know, I, I know that right now the use of American forces, our troops on the ground, uh, is is not on the board. That could change. I'm just I'm being, I'm being uh, real honest with you. That could change. Uh, I know people are saying, hey, look, you know, Putin's not going to do this or that. He doesn't want any kind of a world war. I don't know that for a fact. Neither do you. I don't know how far he's willing to push to do the things that he thinks that he has to do for his country. I don't know what he has talked to, uh, to the leadership of China uh, when they were meeting during the Olympics. You know, what was that about? Was there planning going on, you know, uh, between uh, the two countries? I mean, I want you to think about this just for a moment. I'm, I'm going to give you a worst-case scenario. You have a front uh, that we're supporting NATO in Europe, and you've got the Soviet Union. Uh, the, I'm going to say the Soviet Union. I, I can't remember them as anything but the Soviet Union. you got Russia. That's challenging, uh, you know, years and years and years now of peace and uh, and trying to redefine uh, the, the world order. You've got China, who I think knows that they're on a timetable that is not very long if they want the CCP to be able to reach the power that they want to reach as far as world domination goes. That is their, that's their goal. It has always been their goal. Since Mao, that has been their goal. And they are going to push and push and push. After watching what we did in Afghanistan, I'm just telling you, these world leaders are paying attention. And the military leaders of those countries are telling Putin, they're telling Xi, they're telling others, uh, you know, maybe America's ripe for the picking. Okay, so you got, now you got two fronts. You got China, you got the Soviet Union, and don't forget about Iran in the Middle East. They're working on getting in a, you know, a nuclear weapon. They get a nuclear weapon, all bets are off. It's going to be. I'm just telling you. I'm looking at this, and I worry. I worry, uh, and I, I'm sure the president is being given uh, some. These things are being talked about with him. I just hope he's smart enough to understand that if chips start falling, the dominoes start falling, uh, 
bad things could be on the horizon. No one thought. Remember how Europe reacted to Hitler and how they appeased and they appeased and they appeased and they appeased until the Germans went into Poland. And then the Soviets, of course, at that point came into uh, came on from the other side so that uh, Adolf Hitler could take Poland quicker. And he had already uh, taken all those countries over in, in Europe. And uh, Britain uh, kept on, you know, Neville Chamberlain, peace in our time. He, he, he appeased them and continued it to appease them. And we ended up in one of the most terrible world wars this world has ever seen. You cannot appease those whose uh, global uh, thoughts are domination. You cannot appease them. It's like Patton used to say about about Russia. Hey, Mr. President, we got to fight them now because we're gonna, or we're gonna have to fight them later. That's just kind of the way we were. MacArthur said the same thing when we had, uh, you know, the fight in Korea. Gonna have to fight the Chinese now or fight them later. Just always keep that in mind. I mean, keep it in mind. By the way, I mentioned to uh, the congressman, mentioned to you today. Today uh, was the day uh, back uh, about a couple hundred years ago that the Texans fell back into a mission called, uh, you know, in San Antonio, and it became known as the Alamo. And Santa Ana attacked today, and Travis, uh, the commander, sent out his uh, note victory or death and we know what that was and and how that ended up but then texas independence day on march 2nd keep that in mind as well all right that's all i got for you today you'll be hearing more about what's going on in ukraine all day today probably for weeks to come i'm dave elswick see you tomorrow morning 6 a.m General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.